1: This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello and welcome to the last episode of the first season of May Contain Trace of Soy, the podcast all about surviving and thriving on a plant-based zero-waste lifestyle. I'm your host, Rochelle, and if you're new around here, just click that subscribe button or that follow button for us. If you are on Apple Podcasts or iTunes today, If you'd like just go ahead and leave us a little rating or a review, it really helps to push the podcast up there so that more people see it and hopefully spread that non-judgmental vegan message. If you are new around here, you won't know this, but we do do shout outs on the show. So that's something where you, the listener, can get in touch with us and you can let us know what kind of topics you would like covered or ask any questions that you might have. And we will do a shout out for you on the next show. You can hit us up on Instagram. We are make it to interest soy or on Facebook. So guys, this is the 35th episode of Make Contained Traces of Soy, and it's going to be the last episode for season one. We have covered everything from vegan pets, to meal prepping, to zero waste periods, and budgeting as a vegan, and we've had some amazing guests on over the past year, including psychologist Claire Mann, pin-up vegan baker Sarah Kidd, 40-year vegan Harry Bowman, and vegetarian witch Fiona Horn. I am just blown away. It's been such an amazing year. And I just really appreciate everyone who has been following the podcast and listening to it. I just wanted to thank all of you, anyone who has been listening to it regularly, anyone who's followed any of the social media, anyone who's left us a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating anywhere. I really, really appreciate it. It's so wonderful to get the feedback from you guys. And I just wanted to say thank you to all of the people who have reached out on social media this year including, but not limited to Fiona, um, on Instagram. And that's at Fiona KYP, uh, at world underscore care underscore 2020 on Instagram at 9 k8990 uh, dot 8. 9. 90, at Logan Rose Hackney and Radagast on Facebook and Brooke Jacobson, who is at if the shoe fits media on Instagram as well. It's just been so great to hear from you guys. It's so wonderful that everyone is getting something out of the podcast. And guys, it's been a big year. So I appreciate that you're taking time to listen to it. I am joined again for this final episode by someone who joined me on the very first episode. So if you've been listening from the beginning, you're going to know who it is. But it's my wonderful partner, Daniel Johnson, who jumps in when I make him for a little guest spot. So thanks for being on the podcast, Daniel.
0: That's okay. And um, I think in your thank yous, you should also thank um, Sean and Benny.
1: I think I need to, and I'm, thank <laughs> you for bringing it up. But I did do a shout out for at Benny Cole um, AU on Instagram, who's also one of my very good friends, Benny, and at Sean Philip Naylor on Instagram, who also runs Excuse Me, I Have Something to Say, well, on which I've guested a few times this year. So if you are interested in my point of view on... Halloween history or on feminism, go and check out, excuse me, I have something to say. If you just like a good podcast and you like mine, so you do go and check out that podcast. It's fantastic. But yes, thank you to you guys because you've listened every single week and guys, they call me afterwards. Like that's next level effort. (laughs) That's a friend to listen to the podcast and then call me and say, we really liked it. I think, uh, yeah, I don't worry. I don't expect that of everyone. Please don't down my personal number if I don't know you personally, but it's super sweet.
0: Look, I, I think I'd also like a shout out about here before I come on for this episode. So um, come on. And I'm a shout make out you.
1: for at DancyJohnson79 uh, on Instagram, at DancyJohnson1979 on Twitter.
0: Yeah, that's correct, actually. Um,
1: yeah. Who? That's my wonderful partner who's joining us today. He's listened to almost every episode. Yeah, side eye, been side on, eye. Then uh,
0: certain percent of them, I think, he's
1: been on a good chunk of them. A nice chunk, a good chunk, a slice, yeah. a slice. He's been on a slice of the episodes this year. You'll recognize him, but he also is running his own fantastic podcast, and he's probably more qualified than me or uh, anyone about more qualified else for but... the podcast. So, Daniel, uh, Daniel, what do you do for a living?
0: Well, I'm a journalist.
1: Yeah, and what's your podcast?
0: Um, My podcast is called Artist to Fan. Um, By the time people hear this, there should be a couple of new episodes up with Sophie Hopes from Tired Lion and Paul Dempsey from Something for Kate. Uh, I've had Ben Lee, Blake Scott, Dave McCormick and Glenn Thompson from Custard, uh, Tex Perkins and James Rain from Australian Crawl and Johnny Busby from a great uh, brizzy band called Halfway. I may have forgotten someone there, but um, but thanks for letting me get a plug in.
1: Well, you do deserve a plug. Like, you have really helped the podcast. That first episode, the very first one we ever did, guys, um, and this is going to be a little, little moment of nostalgia for you. This is a year in review of being vegan. Uh, it's been almost a year for Daniel, who started in January this year, and it's been over a year for me, but at the very first Actually, episode- I'm going to butt
0: in here and say I did start... Late December, because I'll get to that shortly as to to why it was... We'll explain, we'll explain
1: how that happened. But yes, um, so our very first episode that we did of this podcast, we did five, our top five tips for new vegans. As you guys know, I'm the host and I'm the one who runs and organizes the podcast, but occasionally I do drag Daniel on. And that first episode is one of our most popular, it's one of the most listened to. I think there are so many good tips in it, so I'm really surprised that it did so well because it's kind of, listening back to it, it's like when... You know, baby Bambi's trying to walk. It's just very <laughs> uncomfortable and awkward.
0: Yeah, um, sure.
1: <laughs> Have you listened back to that since you've been on it? No,
0: I no. Why would you do that? I, I guess no, no, I've not.
1: Okay, well, he's in for a chocolate. Um, no, I'm not.
0: I'm not listening to
1: it. Oh, I'm not listening to it. I'll be on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not listening to it. Adorable. So, yeah, I we're going to do a bit of a year in review and talk about what it's been like to be vegan for this past year. But also, before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about starting a vegan platform or being more vocal on social media as a vegan. Now, this is something you can speak on as well because is you... Oh, yeah, yeah you've been so. more vocal as a vegan on social media. Oh, not overly not really. vocal, but like asking vegan Twitter where to go for food, you know, Yeah, I'm really asking in <laughs>
0: offensive stuff, though. The, the, most, the most reaction I've got to any vegan commentary I've had on social media, I'm, I'm pretty passive on Twitter. Like, you're definitely going to get... A more real experience if you get me in a beer garden after a couple of pints than you are going through my Twitter feed. But just posting something as seemingly innocuous as, hey, tried these 4 and 20 plant-based pies, pretty good. Wow, that that's <laughs> that really... I don't know who ended up quoting my tweet and whatnot, but it just... Look, I know I've talked about this before, but that, that was quite a surprise to me how just vehemently opposed to the very concept of there being... Something that looks like a meat pie, sort of essentially tastes like a meat pie that doesn't have meat in it. It drove people mad. People got so upset. Like, I'm, I'm always shocked that people are so worried about this but at the
1: same time that it, it's every single time. I don't know why I'm shocked because like every single time they do a plant-based anything, the hordes of omnivores who think this threatens their way of life like come running for you and they're like, "No, it's not allowed." I was
0: going to say <laughs> um to to give you an idea of how ingrained the 420 pie is in Australian culture for anyone who's not in Australia that has been listening, so it's heard reference to this before. Check out—it's a show that's going pretty viral on Netflix at the moment. I think it's like really one of the trending shows around the so world. So weird, um, <laughs> Auntie Donna's boys—they make random reference to four and twenty pies. Um, I, I think they're just the meat type in there um, in their strange little, um, you know, esoteric sketch that they do. It's, it's very absurdist, but uh, I mean, I love the fact they did that. Because there are going to be people around the world going who aren't from my. I'm assuming like either, either Australia or New Zealand. They're gonna that are gonna just go. What the hell does that mean? What, what what's a f-? anyone wondering? That's a real product and the meat free version of that. It just sends people insane when you mention it on a Twitter. Apparently,
1: yep. It just went. It went nuts. That tweet went really viral. But you know, that's the experience that you've uh, not had. Really
0: viral, but a little bit. But a
1: little viral. It's really it just mildly viral.
0: Like you, you <laughs> might write, like, like I was saying, I am a journalist. I work somewhere writing about arts and culture, and you might have tweeted. I'm sure I did tweet out a story I wrote that same um, day. And I kept getting alerts on Twitter going. Oh, cool! Some people are sharing, you know, something I've put a lot of time and effort into, and <laughs> it says people going nuts about the four and twenty plant-based diets. So, oh, you know, that's so sad. I, I guess that surprised me. I, it shouldn't surprise me because I know, I know Australia and many Australians, and look, I'm I'm not surprised. But there you go. And the other thing is, despite the bad rap Twitter gets deservedly in a lot of you know instances, yes, I've asked a lot of people on there. Where's a good place? Hey, gonna go have date night tonight. Can anyone recommend a good vegan restaurant? Um, just how helpful people are. Um, and I, I'm not on there, sla- like, you know, slamming anyone for eating meat or anything like that. It's not really my, my brand on Twitter. But when you do ask something, hey, does anyone know where you can get this thing in my city? Or can anyone recommend somewhere to eat? Can anyone recommend a good product of this nature that's vegan? I've, I've found the overwhelming majority of people um, when you're asking something like that are very helpful and you'll still get the odd troll just because, I don't know, it's 2020, we'll give people a break if they want to troll some people, I suppose, if they're not too uh, abrasive, but Do I prefer if you like Do think
1: that's an outlet for people? Do you think trolling is like oh, a I bit think of some an people are just dickheads, to be honest. Some people are just dickheads.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think i just had two beers and I'm feeling pretty mellow, so I'm going, hey man, just let him go. But no, really, some people are just dickheads and it's can't help true. themselves. It is true. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so I'm getting off track.
1: That's been your experience with social media and it's been an interesting year for me um, in that starting the podcast and running social media for that and the Facebook and a blog that I rarely ever post actual blogs to. Sorry guys, I'll get around to that. But yeah, that has been interesting to be involved in a platform and to commit to a point of view on different issues in the vegan community and the zero-waste community and to put that out there. It's been a really interesting time to be doing that and to be more involved in the online vegan community as well and to be a part of that kind of online activism, even on a small scale like this. It's been fantastic to have been in contact with so many listeners and to have answered their questions and done the research on their behalf for things that they were interested in because I also was interested in a lot of them too, like the vegan pets show that I did. That was a really interesting one. And that was like a lot of work, but it was really fascinating to do the research on that and come up with the scientific reasons why, you know, this does work or doesn't work for different animals. It's been good to do that. It has also made me realize that, you know, it's such a contentious area and you're never vegan enough for some people. And that's just kind of life. It's like this, yeah, it, there is a bit of a kind of attitude in the vegan community where, especially for ethical vegans who are trying to be zero waste, it's just like next level. It's really, really hard to achieve what they're trying to achieve. I
0: don't know. I don't really try it. I just go, yeah, I don't know. I've got no, nothing to You're add there really. Not nothing <laughs> on that. <laughs> no. I just have
1: nothing to say about
0: that. I'm so non-judgmental on that one that I just I'm just going to sit it out.
1: Yeah, fair enough. We're also going to talk about, you know, having been vegan for a year now for me and almost a year for Daniel. Do you want to explain how it's almost a year for you?
0: Well, it's almost a year because uh, I was seeing this girl at the time who suggested I try Veganuary. She's, she was like, you know, putting it, all right, it was Rochelle, the host of this very podcast. Psych. What Um, What a bitch. But yeah, look, she'd been sort of suggesting this from early January and I was just kind of ignoring it like oh yeah yeah <laughs> and and I think she got me during some you know we might have been having a night playing Scrabble having a, several drinks and she was like and I was like yeah that sounds great and and so I, I basically I found that I'd committed to doing this for January or anything and I was like alright well um, oh, it's not going to be the end of the world and I ended up yeah it's, uh, I'd started, I started I was you know aiming to start on the 1st of January in the week just before, it might have been Christmas Eve, I think, or the 23rd, say it was, it was around that time. I bought a giant shoulder of ham and Rochelle just looked at, she kind of was a little bit, she shook her head and said, you're not going to eat that by yourself before before January 1. And look, I I didn't have that much faith in myself either with that one. And it was a pretty big, I, I don't know, it was like two and a half two and a half kilos of, of, um, of ham. And know what? We didn't, we might've had a guest once or twice that week, but I essentially ate that ham myself. So I, not only that, I came in by about the 29th of December. So don't let a, don't let anyone tell you, you can't do something you put your mind to and b look, maybe that was a bit of meat overload. And I ended up from about December 30, I think just, um, didn't really eat any meat or Drink any dairy or or do anything that would not be considered vegan.
1: Yeah, up until you know you've had these moments where you do something <laughs> yeah. accidentally All and right. then karma comes right for well, you. Well, that
0: was once and <laughs> twice. Well, no, one of the times, one of the times it was like, look, that is also. That's something that surprised that had surprised me as well. If we're going to get to, if we're going to get onto things that have surprised us, so
1: we're going to cover something that surprised us, something that we've missed, and something that we found. So let's start with what surprised us. What
0: surprised well, you? I'm going to say what surprised you was that I was able to eat that whole shoulder of lamb, like <laughs> you know, I mean ham, sorry, ham, a shoulder of ham. But you, you seemed surprised, like like you know, I was like, wow, you know, he did it, he really did it. He yeah, I- all that ham.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: I was saying you were impressed.
1: I'm not, yeah, I definitely wasn't <laughs> impressed. It's not something that impresses one. Um, surprised. Surprised. Were you surprised by my gluttony, though? I was surprised by the depths of your gluttony and desire for a huge chunk of animal flesh. Yes, I was surprised.
0: I now that you put it that way all these oh, months it's later. gross, isn't it? It's yes. A little bit. <laughs> but yeah, look. It has surprised me how relatively easy it's been. Like you do miss some things. I'm not going to lie. But when you, when you're doing it for, you know, basically for carbon footprint reasons. And because after you've done that, you you don't want to, you understand the chain of where, of where your meal comes from. And just for the, like the small instance of eating a bit of, you know, this meat or that, that dairy or something, it's, it's really not worth it. And it surprised me how easy it has been and how, many substitutes there are and how much you can sort of adapt your own cooking or I guess how much more, you know, agility and pivoting and all these things seem to be words in 2020. So, I mean, how easy it is to pivot something you used to cook for a, a meat diet into, um, you know, into something that is just as tasty often and usually has a heap more jalapenos in it than it used to for some reason. But, um, <laughs> but um, you know, it's been really easy and i have quite surprised by that. Like, I People go, oh, how's it been being vegan? And it's just, I mean, when you can buy, you know, ice creams and decent tasting faux um, meat burgers and a lot of things that just, I mean, I'm not saying I'm, especially as, you know, the lockdown hit and everything this year, I wouldn't say I've been eating super healthy or anything. And I've been going towards some comfort food sometimes, as I'm sure a lot of us have been, but it's been quite easy to not go, ah, oh, you know, fuck it, I'm just going to have a steak or something. Like, I've not felt that compulsion, and I guess that surprised me. I thought maybe I would have gone, you know what, because I never really pledged that I was going to do this full-time or anything. I, I thought there might have been some time where I just went, I'm going to get a sneaky, you know, fast food, m- you know, meat-based burger. That's another one, though. There's one of the fast food places has done a decent enough substitute you Ego like why would i bother now i mean after doing it for this long and knowing that there's something that's like a decent enough placebo out there for most things that you crave there are some exceptions um it's been i'm surprised by how relatively easy it's been
1: i am surprised also by how easy it's been but i'm more surprised in this moment by the fact that you in your head, had never fully committed to being vegan and, like, might have gone and gotten a cheeseburger? <laughs>
0: was that what you were thinking in the the Veganuary month? Like, is that where you were at? I told you in Veganuary. We had, we had our friend Jacob over, and we were drinking, and we were, you know, actively teasing you, and I was saying, as soon as February 1 hits, I'd actually made a date with Jacob, basically, to go down and eat chicken fried chicken at our local Cajun-inspired um, restaurant, no, what now now that I'm saying that I, I do miss see, I miss the taste of some things, but I'm not gonna go through what that involves. Also,
1: I I believe that like with that one, it's not the taste of the chicken itself, it's what they've done to the chicken. And I think you could take those flavors and veganize it and make, like, get that on a fake, you know, plant-based chicken.
0: (laughs) Well, sure. Let's bring some plant-based chicken down there, Chuck. to him and go, just cook this up for us, guys. Do it. They're they're very nice to us. They, They might actually do that. I wouldn't. I'd be too embarrassed to. But my point is, yeah, you know that in January I was going, look, I'm doing this for the month. And then it was just like, I suppose the weeks went on and it was just... You know that the big one for me was when I went down for um, a conference in Sydney, back when you could fly. they I got flown down and back. How's that? Like in the weekend, none, none of this two weeks quarantine business. And <laughs> they had the hotel buffets and I managed to not eat any meat stuff there.
1: Yeah, you ate fully vegan at the hotel buffet and you were breakfast buffet. Tempted. Like Breakfast yeah. buffet.
0: I would honestly have eaten. Oh, I'm not going to try and put it into quantities, but I would have had more than one serve of bacon previously at a, at a hotel breakfast buffet. And I managed to find they had fruit salads and they had some, they had enough stuff that you could eat. And I was like, to be honest, at the time, I was still like on the, on the brink of like caving. And I went, that was kind of like a line in the sand. It was like, if I can make it through not eating any meats during, and we had buffet lunch as well there. And it was, it was one of the decent hotels that had barramundi. They had nice, things there nice produce I think after that I realized all right I'm, I'm committed now that was in late February I'm thinking yeah and after that I was like all right I'm, I'm I'm on board I guess
1: yeah totally I I think like one of the things I have been surprised about is how easy it's been I very much also have kind of noticed like whatever you might suddenly sort of feel like There was a vegan version or a vegan option that you could find out there. There was a vegan option or, you know, there was something that you could have instead. Like, if you really get a craving for anything that isn't vegan, there is something that you can do for the alternative. And it's made me... Another thing that surprised me is how much it's made me appreciate beans and how much it's made (laughs) me appreciate tofu. No, I really love both those things now. Like I've learned how to make them good. You've learned how to make them good. I've got to make them so good. You delicious. Just you just were so adamant. delicious.
0: Look, Rochelle and I have been together for
1: it'll be a decade it'll in May be, next year. It will year. be. And
0: um, been together for almost ten years. Michelle, you've been adamant that you just don't like baked beans for that whole time for a breakfast. I know, I was
1: wrong. I was wrong. I really like them. But it's not just baked beans. It's also the bean mix that you do, the Mexican bean yeah. mix with the refried beans. Those are amazing. That's, a,
0: that's something vegetarian I Black used beans, to eat in the past anyway. Yeah. So, yes.
1: And, you know, then also like the tofu that we found different ways to make different kinds of tofu. So good. It's just so good. And that surprised me as well is really how much I've come to enjoy because I've learned how to cook more. And it's made me so much more creative in the kitchen. I actually really love attempting to veganize or, you know, veganize and then, like, make raw or healthier or like no sugar or no gluten. Like there's been lots of fun things that we've been trying that's been really cool. And I've learned so many good recipes this year. And I'm so pleased with so much of the stuff that we make. It's just delicious and amazing. Um, That's another thing that surprised me. Can you think of anything else that surprised you?
0: I suppose there are many things like, I can't think like as you were alluding to before something that has surprised me is how much the universe seems to want me to remain vegan because <laughs> the one time I did sort of inadvertently and it was just absent-mindedness it was in that that would have been February as well actually and um I'd been out and just had a, had a caught up with a mate for a beer and look I've told this story before but I bought a four pack of um of the wild turkey honey premix cans and yeah look when you say it like that, when you say, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm an idiot. But I just went, oh, yeah, they're on sale. That's pretty cheap. I haven't had them for a while. And then I was like, oh, honey. Oh, honey comes from bees. Um, but And I kind of joked about that to Rochelle, shrugged my shoulders, opened this can of drink, and a bee stung me. I have never been stung by a bee in we my live, life.
1: We live six floors up from the ground floor on in an apartment, and I've never seen a bee come anywhere near our apartment before. It's the first... It was the one and only time in more than two years of living here that a bee has come near us. And it was to sting Daniel for having a wild turkey and honey.
0: Yeah, it, 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 look, it seemed weird. And then the, one other time, um, our friends, Benny and Sean, who were mentioned earlier, we were out having lunch with them. And Go I kept... and
1: check out Sean's podcast. Excuse
0: me. I no, have you've already given say. that a plug. Jeez. <laughs> Go on. Um, yeah. And I'm. Um, Oh, you've got me off track. But anyway, th- they were eating a pizza, and I was joking with Rochelle. We might have still been waiting for some food to come out or something. That a bit of pepperoni on there just—it did look appealing, and it, look, it smelled good still. And I was just like, I was basically pretending I was going to eat this bit of pepperoni, and no, I was, I was just being a dickhead. I was just doing it to tease Rochelle. And, yeah, you're
1: a jerk. Yeah. And
0: then on about the third time when I pretended to grab a bit of pepperoni. Um, and everyone at the table saw it, I kind of opened my mouth and went, and like, I didn't actually grab it either, but a fly, it was a large fly too, just flew straight into the back of my throat. And I, this was down at Howard Smith Wharf's and I had to, I had to have a sip of my beer and everyone looked at me and went, did you just eat a fly? And I was like, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know
1: why he swallowed that fly.
0: (laughs) I do. The universe was like, you want some meat? Here's some meat. And I was like, all right, sorry, universe, no more flies for me.
1: Yeah, that's it. See, you got to stay vegan. The universe is like, it, it's on to you, man. It's like, listen. It's
0: like some Final Destination shit, you know? <laughs> Sorry, we watched that movie last night. The Final Destination. It was the worst it one of them that I've seen. It was
1: the worst movie. Like it
0: was, it was. I would watch some more of those Final <gasps> Destinations. I mean,
1: I, I like crappy horror movies. That's something I really like. But it was a pretty crappy horror movie. It was like the
0: crappiest of the Final Destinations. It and might have that been. That one was called, I did some research afterwards. That was called The Final Destination. And then there was another one after it anyway. The <laughs> lies,
1: the height of them. How could they? Um Yeah. So getting back anyway. on track, what is something that you've missed?
0: Look, I think especially with Christmas coming up, well, some, something, something I'll say first of all is just the whole, and I suppose it's the ritual of having, you know, cheese and wine from about now till, you know, je- late January, I suppose, just having cheese and wine and especially... When you can do a cheese platter with some... You know, with a lot of the stuff we used to put on there. Um, Just because, like, it's... Because it gets... Like, we're in Brisbane. We're in the subtropics. It might be a 38 degree day uh, Celsius. I don't know what that equates to in Fahrenheit for anyone listening outside of there. But why don't you Google it? A lot of degrees. Um, And, you know, it's very humid here. Sometimes you just... Don't want to be in the kitchen and you, that passes as dinner, um, when you're time poor and, you know, wanting a drink to unwind over the whole sort of festive period. And I, I kind of thought, especially also getting a decent, cause the nice Sav Blanc I find is really good in this, in that sort of weather and finding a, a decent, reasonably priced Sav Blanc and having, you know, a, a cheese platter for dinner, we would have done that a, couple of times a week, probably, in December, usually. And I must say, the Stonely one we found this week, a great um, Marlborough, New Zealand, have Blanc, has kind of plugged that gap. And I think the amount of stuff that we've found to put on our... To substitute our cheese on our platters, yeah. I, I think we'll, I think I mean, we'll be there all right.
1: I mean, there are cheese alternatives, and we have tasted one or two really good ones for platters, but yeah, they're but very, very expensive. No, no,
0: they're very fleeting, too. Like, you might be yeah. like oh, wow, this cashew-based soft cheese that's got a smoky flavor was good. And then you just never see it again. You're like, oh, that was that came and went.
1: Yeah, it's very sad. That but, $30 um,
0: wheel of cheese, fake cheese came and went quickly. To be
1: fair, that we did get that one on special, though. We would never spend $30 on cheese.
0: No, but I think that's yeah. what it equated to when it wasn't on special.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. But, yeah, I mean, you can put stuff like jalapenos, pickles, you know, yeah, pickled know. vegetables, fresh vegetables, fruit, nuts. You know, there's a lot of options for adding bits and pieces to, and like the hummus and the dips that we do are delicious as well with some fresh bread. I've learned how to make bread. Yeah, too. no. So I, th-
0: I think I've missed, che- like, I missed the concept of it, and I think especially that ritual of it going with a decent wine, and it can be hard to find a the decent white palettes. wine. Yeah, but I think I think we're getting there with that. Something I will miss, as much as like, you know, I do obviously Christmas ham was a bit of a. Um, you know, a ritual for me. You know me. what?
1: I think it's so different for every person with that though, right? Because for a lot of people, it's a Christmas turkey. It's a Christmas ham. Yes. It's a Christmas this. Yep. But even for, and that's personal to each family, but it's very common to have a food that unites a family during the holiday season. For me, it's actually Indian food because my family didn't have big family roasts for Christmas. My parents like, it's too hot to cook. We're going to order some hot Indian food. We're all going to, like, drink some white wine and, you know, perform plays. It's
0: too hot for a roast. We're going to have some hot Indian food. You you don't... Well,
1: before they had Indian food, which started when I was in my teens, we had salad and um, chicken.
0: That was... Yeah, so you could have, like, just having that leg or the shoulder of ham in the fridge. That's something that... This will be the first Christmas I've not done that. Or I've had turkey. It doesn't have to be hot. It's just having that all there and you... Kind of just pick at well, it. Well, that's
1: about having abundance and having things that can be made into multiple things. So that's about having stuff so, like, you know, jackfruit that's turned No, it's not a- about
0: having jackfruit well, at <laughs> all. <laughs> to have a version
1: of it that's vegan.
0: No, look, maybe we'll do something with jackfruit over Christmas. But I guess what I'm getting at is I'm going to miss having, be it a turkey or a ham or something that you go, this is a special thing. Like I wouldn't go buying legs or shoulders of ham throughout the year. That just wouldn't happen. So, or or a turkey for that matter. It's a lot of effort to make one. Um, And I don't really, I haven't had anything. I don't know if anyone's got any ideas for something to substitute something like that as a special sort of Christmas thing to have. I'd love to have something in the fridge that I could just pick away at. That's not like some weird soy and wheat based like um, faux roast.
1: Well, actually, check back in with the uh, podcast on Instagram and follow along on Facebook um, because we will be releasing at least one, maybe two special episodes during the break. Mm. So we'll be on break after this episode until mid-January and we'll be releasing one special episode about Christmas and about veganizing your Christmas and one about New Year's. So just follow along, check in there, follow up with the Facebook group and you'll be able to see the stuff in there. Same for you, buddy.
0: Uh, I think this sounds like I'm going to have some weird soy and wheat-based uh, roast cooked for me. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for my review in the new year if I'm allowed back on the uh, the next season.
1: We'll see how that goes. You're more of a season one character. <laughs> no, I'm oh, joking.
0: No. I'm oh, kidding. they're going to retool the show into break. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> oh, no, no, more, no more guest stars. They've had
1: a retool... Um, yeah, so we will definitely have some of that stuff happening in the next, like, month, like, six weeks sort of time, so check out the socials. Um, but now, I'm, I was gonna say, uh, you know, something I've missed, I, I can't think of anything that I really, truly miss. I thought I was gonna miss cheese. After the first month, it just hasn't worried me, and I haven't really thought about it, and I don't crave it. It's just, like, not a thing now. But... I can't honestly think of one thing that I'm like, wow, I really legitimately missed that. And I'm so disappointed. The only thing you could think actually might be the face mask that I used to get from <laughs> Lush with the mask of magnanimity, it has honey in it. So it's, you know, not vegan and I can't get it anymore, but I use the sand and sky vegan one now and I love that. So, you know, it's kind of, yeah, there's nothing I really miss to be honest guys.
0: Yeah. That sand and sky sends some product.
1: Please do, it's like $70 to buy that face mask. <laughs> really. It's very expensive, but it's so good. Anyway, um then the last thing that we need to cover, guys, and this is the last little topic that we're gonna get into in twenty twenty, it's very, very sad, is something that we have found in the year that we've been mm. vegan. Daniel, let's let's hear your point of view on this one.
0: I've found so many things. I'm gonna say front of mind, the Moving Mountains hot dogs, they are amazing. <laughs> They're really good. You
1: love those hot yeah, dogs.
0: yeah. And look, that they, they don't have Google alerts set up very well, or something like that. The right people are not telling them about my endless endorsement every time I come on here of, of, <laughs> of their fine, um, you know, faux Frankfurts. But look, just go back and listen to my thoughts on that elsewhere. But they're very good if you haven't tried them. They're at, you know one of the big supermarkets, and um, also I've been I was I've been really surprised by how good some vegan gelati is. If someone makes that with love and care and actually, you know, is tasting what, you know, you can tell it's So amazing, creamy,
1: whipped, like delicious. We've got these two vegan gelati flavors that they have at the gelati place near us at the Gasworks here in Brisbane, which is where we do our grocery shopping. One of them is made with coconut and coconut water and charcoal. The other one is a sugar-free, gluten-free, dark chocolate vegan flavor, which sounds like it wouldn't be that nice, but it's delicious and rich and creamy and... Oh, my God, it's so good. Don't know how. It is so good. Um, so those are the two amazing gelati flavors that we've had, but we haven't even tried Coco um, Froyo yet from the, you know, the one? Coco Yo-Yo? I don't know. Something like that.
0: Coco.
1: Coco? Coco Jumba. Coco Whip. Okay. It's just called Coco Whip. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, so Coco Whip is like another brand that does the soft serve um, Yeah, No, I haven't tried that. Cream. And look,
0: maybe I've been surprised at how much better some of the vegan ice cream is than I had previously anticipated. Um, what else have I found? I don't really oh, know. Something else Lots that we things. have
1: found. I mean, we've found so many different things. I've found some great stuff. But something I do want to talk about is that really bizarre restaurant in West Ham. Oh, yes. So we have found this place... That is just called Vegan Restaurant. Not and the Vegan not, Restaurant, Not the you. Vegan Restaurant. Literally Vegan Restaurant. It's at West End. It's so cheap. It has this amazing mock meat stuff. It's got all... It's like very, very vegan focused. And we go in there and we've been having dinner. And like, I must have been the first or second time we were in there. We were like, what's up with the TV? And we thought it was playing some weird North Korean channel. Because it kept talking about <laughs> the Supreme Master. And it turns out it's like a vegan propaganda channel.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's their version of, I, I, I don't think it's quite as nefarious as 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 North Korean state television, not that I've seen that much of that, but, um... No,
1: but it just looks strange like that. Yeah, like he, he, it seems on.
0: to be some sort of, um, you know, vegan Elrond Hubbard type character that they hold in some kind of high esteem there. But you, you'll be looking up, and it seems to have several different sort of, um language subtitles going on at once it's a it's a very busy looking station i don't know i I guess it's some sort of internet television of some sort but first time i was there look i had a couple of glasses of wine i was looking up i was quite mesmerized by it and I was like what what the hell are you looking at i'm like just look at this tv and they'll be having some australian news stories and they seem to be told with in a very uh, idiosyncratic manner that that you wouldn't see reported over here and then they make this reference to this guy called Supreme Master. and <laughs> But then there's a lot of stuff just about how veganism is good and stuff. You just get kind of... You, you get the gist of what they're uh, reporting, for want of a better term, uh, about on there. And it just... Adds this great kitchen value to the place. And the food's, like, surprisingly decent. Oh, and my
1: God. We bit into the chicken when the first time that we went. Like, they have a fake chicken drumstick thing, which is a wrapped um, bean curd, like, you know, very, very thin stripped bean curd sort of wrapped thing. But when we bit into it, just the combination of how it was created and how it looked and everything, I was a little bit like, oh, my God, is this chicken? I don't think it was Did chicken. Did we but, um, eat it's, chicken? But I really good. worried, though. I was like, mm.
0: Yeah, and, and they have a sand drop in the corner that is just like, instead of... I think he was holding a Merry Christmas sign and and he's just holding a sign that says, Go Vegan. And where there should be reindeer, there are some sheep instead. So it's like, it's like they... It's like they kind of bought two Christmas sets and... The, the nativity set was missing the baby Jesus and the Santa set was missing the reindeer and they went let's just whack them together and
1: speaking of which those Christmas um, you know sets that they bought those aren't being put away they are up in the restaurant <laughs> in the middle of June so <laughs> up in the restaurant in the middle of June we were like why is Santa that, talking to us now
0: but they're still there they're still now yeah, though I
1: know well they'll be up like all of next the, year as well it. this <laughs> is not a Christmas thing Santa's message is relevant all year round children
0: but <laughs> no, what the food is pretty good and it's it's quite an unassuming and looked at that they're, they're quite friendly it's
1: yeah if you're if you're looking for somewhere with decent food and delicious you know um vegan versions of a lot of asian dishes i would highly recommend checking that place out it's called vegan restaurant if you live in <laughs> brisbane it's in west end it is right near bent books so if you like that bookstore you could go have a look through there head over to the restaurant it's really, really cheap. It like, sounds it's crazy un- cheap.
0: It sounds ungooglable, but if you just put vegan restaurant West, West End, End, you'll find it. But if you put the vegan restaurant for some reason... It, it
1: that's because that's not its name. Its name is Vegan Restaurant West End. Yeah,
0: but you, I don't know. Anyways. Uh, yeah,
1: it's very odd. But yeah, that's probably one of my favorite things that we found. I mean, we could talk forever about all the stuff that we found this year. We found so much great yeah, stuff. Yeah, could. You know, I think that that probably is two of my favorite things that we've sort of yeah, found. Yeah, i have
0: been found more recently, like that, you know, the, the gelati is great. Um, and we found that, that wine that just recently that I mentioned earlier, the Stonely um, Marlborough Sav Blanc, which was really honestly one of the nicest Sav Blancs I've had in a long time anyway. And the fact that it's really hard to find Sav Blanc in particular... It is. Vegan Zab
1: Blanc is rarer, and um, it's really, it is a nice one. It's very nice. So that's our first year being vegan. Like, over a year for me, almost a year for Daniel. It's been a really interesting year. Um, It's been a really hard year for everyone as well. 2020 has been a really difficult year for a lot of people and for us, and we've been really fortunate in a lot of ways and really lucky where we are, and yeah i'm really really grateful for that i hope that you guys have been doing okay this year and i really appreciate and feel very very grateful that you are interested in listening to the show and that you've been enjoying it and i'm if this is like a good thing for you guys if you guys enjoy listening to this please let me know and thank you so much for yeah just being here this year being a part of this journey with us i'm going to be releasing a couple of special episodes over Christmas and New Year's. So, so that you know when those are coming up, click that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platform. Also go and follow us on Instagram where we're much more active than we are on the poor old Facebook page where we are may contain traces of soy on both of them though. And join up with the Facebook group that's plant-based and zero waste Australia because I'll definitely drop the new episode in there. Um, and when those ones will be launching, I will give you guys a heads up. I'll be giving out some tips about doing a vegan Christmas and I'll also be talking about something to do with New Year's as well, so there'll be two special episodes coming up in the break, and I'm really looking forward to doing them for you. Uh, Just wanted to say thank you to my occasional podcast, you know, co-host Daniel, who's joined me on several episodes this year. Thanks for being around for this one.
0: No worries. Like always, I just consider myself to be, you know, fortunate to be here. I I feel like you do the heavy lifting when it it comes to you know research and i kind of come in with the cheap laughs
1: it's pretty much exactly what happens guys if you were wondering so when it is retold over the summer we'll see what happens
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah look um I've, i'm not planning to make it past the first season we, we all know i think this is going to be like you know the office or parks and rec or something they'll just jettison or spend a lot less time on some of those annoying characters like myself and um probably go ahead in leaps and bounds you know what,
1: though, I think he's going to get a spinoff and it's going to be called Artist to Fan and you can go and follow that podcast on all your favorite podcasting platforms and you can find Daniel on Instagram under at Dancy Johnson 79 and on Twitter at Dan Johnson 1979 and follow along there so that you can see when his new podcasts oh. come out. Thank you so much for being here this week, guys, and thank you for being here for, you know, this year. It's been a big one and I really appreciate it. We will be catching you at some point during the break and otherwise we will see you in the new year. Thanks so much.